This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite time of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am one of your hosts, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Kurt and Jason are not here today because this is actually a special episode. So, yes, we normally talk about movies, but today we're going to talk about uh, something a little different. As you know, theater is slowly coming back, and so I have a live stage show to talk about, and it is called My Unauthorized Hallmark Movie Musical. And it is running at the Broadwater uh, in Los Angeles, uh, December 3rd through the 19th. And it runs Fridays through Sunday. And I am lucky enough to have Eloise Cooper Smith, the creator, and uh, John Patterson, who is the producer of the show. And we are going to chat with them and find out everything. Hey, every, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Great. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. This is oh, awesome. Thanks for coming. So, okay, so Ellie, let's start with you. Okay, so how did you come up with this idea? Okay, that is a great question. So I am, uh, um, during the day when I'm not acting in a playwright, I am a residential real estate appraiser. And during the pandemic, I never stopped working. And people would share all the things that they felt and all their anxiety. And so when I would come home, I needed some way to release it. And the answer was the magic of Hallmark. I uh, became, I would watch one and then two. And I found myself up to three in the morning. I could not subscribe to the channel because I would never go to sleep. And I love them so much because they're so predictable and they're fun. And I love the tropes and all of that. And at the same time, I was taking a class through the Dramatist Guild in Chicago about how to write a musical. So I started writing music. And in, since I was watching Hallmark, it was all about the things I would see in the movies. And then it just evolved into me writing my own unauthorized Hallmark movie musical, which is a combination of theater and cinema. So uh, the amazing Chrissy Carrero was our director and she directed us during COVID. We cast the show and in April, we all went to Anaheim, the Chance Theater. Thank you, Chance Theater. We rented it out and for six days, we shot the movie, the actual Hallmark movie. And this movie appears with me. Um, I'm live in this show and I talk with the people on screen and I sing with the people on screen and it is just so much fun. And I could do the show the rest of my life because it's a Hallmark movie mm, tropes. <laughs> we have the interrupted kiss. We have the hands close up. I mean, and all of it is just so much fun and super positive. So the show came about because of the pandemic and was made during the pandemic. And now it's something to help everybody, 88 minutes of joy to forget the pandemic. <laughs> and, and that's great, you know, yeah. And that's what Hallmark movies are all about at the end of the day, kind of turning lemons into lemonade, you know? 
so John, first of all, John, I owe you an apology. I called you John Patterson. It's actually John Peterson. And in my defense, I actually do have a friend named John Patterson. Sorry, no, John. Yeah, John Patterson is my friend who literally spells his name almost exactly the way that you do, except for an E, there's an A. So John Peterson, how did you get involved? <laughs> well, well let, let me start by saying, Les, no worries. I've been called a lot worse than that. So <laughs> um, I became involved with this project because Eloise and I have actually more than one mutual friend um, in, in, uh, in common, uh, but one particular one, uh, her name is Deborah, and she did a couple of shows for us at P3 Theater Company. And she worked with uh, Eloise on another project. And I, I guess Eloise had told Deborah about this wonderful Hallmark show she had written. And Deborah, having worked with me uh, as a producer, said, hey, John, I have a friend, Eloise, uh, love her to death. Um, she's got this project that I think you might be interested in. And she connected us. Um, I met with Eloise on a Zoom call, of course, you know, COVID and all. Um, and I'm pretty convinced Eloise and I are kindred spirits. Um, <laughs> we are both crazy in the same ways. We both think alike. We, um, I think we're both incredibly intelligent. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we are both as sappy as heck. Um, she sent me uh, the archival version that she had done of, the, of my unauthorized Hallmark movie musical at the chance, and I had the, the pleasure of viewing it, and I was hooked. Um, I couldn't say no to either her or the project. So, uh, uh, yeah, this, is, this has been a really exciting ride, and we're just a couple weeks away from the show, so I am just super excited to, uh, to, uh, to make it happen. Now, now, tell me a little bit about P3 Theater Company. So P3 Theater Company, we are a Long Beach-based theater company. And I actually say that loosely because we opened our theater company six months before COVID hit. Oh. So we, we, we were brand new, right in the middle of our first season. Um, so because of that, you know, we lost venue. We lost, we didn't do any shows. Um, but we are, we are coming back. We've managed to stay really active virtually through the pandemic. Um, uh, one thing I don't do well, uh, as Eloise can relate to is I don't sit still very well. Um, <laughs> so just trying to keep P3's name out there. Um, we opened in September, 2019 with, uh, a grand production of Evita, mm -hmm. followed by Steel Magnolias, followed by an original musical called the, uh, Day After Day, The Life and Music of Doris Day, which was a Ooh. tribute to the life of Doris Day. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. right up my alley. <laughs> ah, well, well, we are not done producing that show, uh, just so you know, and I will definitely keep you posted when we Please have more, do. more productions of it. It's a fantastic. You have to come actually, back, actually. You can come back. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, the, the lady who played Doris Day, Deborah Robin, is the friend of Eloise's that connected the two of us. So mm -hmm. uh, She's awesome. So talented. Yeah. So we are, we're, uh, um, when we wanted to start coming back after, you know, since COVID is, is loosening up and everything and theaters are opening, I didn't want to jump in with a big 30 person musical. So I, I had been seeking out smaller cast shows. So we just recently did a show uh, out in Hermosa Beach called uh, Love Linda, The Life of Mrs. Cole Porter. Oh, 
mm-hmm. which is basically the story of Linda Porter and Cole Porter and their relationship. Oh, that sounds Cole, good too. <laughs> that that one is actually coming back to Long. That's coming to Long Beach in February as well. We're we're reprising that show in Long I Beach. I will so. be there. I that sounds very. <laughs> all your shows are like right up my alley. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, also starring Deborah Robin, uh, who played Doris Day. She's just one of those talents that's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but uh, so that was just a one woman musical. Um, and, and then when when I saw Eloise's show, yes, it is a cast of eight plus one. But the eight are, uh, I'll, I'll let her tell the whole story about how, how it was created. But they are all pre-filmed in cinema fashion, a.k.a. the Hallmark movie that is right. in the musical. Um, so the show itself, technically, as live audiences will view it, they will see one live, amazingly talented female on a stage, uh, right. otherwise Thank known as, as Eloise Supersmith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of tiptoeing back into the theater um, safely. Um, you know, the, the, the safety of patrons and our cast, crew and creatives is of the utmost importance to us. Right. So, um, you know, we will, we will, uh, we're all fully vaccinated and keeping everybody safe and just kind of building into our 2022 season, which will be happening starting uh, this coming February. We're going to be based in Hermosa Beach uh, at the community center. So we're super excited. Great. And the audiences are just dying to get back into the theater. So we, we've got actors that are dying to perform for you. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds awesome. So, so you touched on the uh, the creation of the show. So, Eloise, tell us about it. Well, I will say that our very first reading had you in it, <laughs> and you were awesome. So, you were there at the birth. Um, but we did, <laughs> which was great. And then we had COVID. Um, um, so, it was fascinating. Our person who plays our lead, you know, the person who, you know, Danica McKellar, you know, Candice Bray, all those people, that is our Emma is Nina Herzog. And she's pretty well known. I mean, she is the voice of Odette in the Swan Princess, Disney Swan Princess. Oh, nice. She is also was in the Peppa Pig tour. I mean, she has been in so many things. She has the most amazing voice. And one of the things we decided to do, since she's the lead in the film, we are taking three of our performances and we're having her play my role, the writer. Uh So she's actually going to sing with herself and have conversations with herself. Super meta, but super fun. And I wanted to see how it would work. And she's so talented. Why not? Um, you probably know our um, the person who's playing our, you know, we don't really have bad guys. We just have people who are misunderstood in the Hallmark movies or who don't understand and, and get educated. But Benny Perez, I'm not sure. Do you know him? He's fantastic. He was in the national tour of In the Heights and nice oh, work. You can get it. I mean, nice. Adam's family, Bill and Mama Mia has just done a ton of work. And he is delicious as our maestro, who is really our person who causes all the trouble. Our protagonist, right. our um, hunk of Hallmark <laughs> is Andrew Joseph Perez, who is fantastic. Every time he comes on stage, you go, Oh, yeah. You know, kind of like when we're watching our Hallmark movies and we have our favorites that we like to watch. And then we had three amazing best friend, girlfriend singers. Got to have that in every Hallmark Gotta have movie. have it. Uh, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Monica Pena, um, uh, Maggie Howell, and uh, Samantha Lebrecue. Fantastic. They play Patty, Maxine, and Laverne. And of course, there is 
a number that goes with those names, a musical right. number, and they are spectacular, so much fun to watch. And you know, do you know Jim Blanchett? I think you do. He is he plays the tavern owner on our show. So Wait, he's a, a I do. You do, you know Jim. <laughs> Jim Lisa, who are like the <laughs> neighbors up there. And he is so funny. He just cracks us up. And he's that parent in the Hallmark movie who's always like, you know, trying to do the right thing. And of course he has a daughter who's played right. by Tess Adams, Hannah. And right. Tess is uh just finished, uh, just closed uh last five years at the Legacy Theater in Connecticut. She's incredibly talented. And so this cast of characters is up there and they're carrying through a story. And it starts out, the amazing thing about this show is it starts out as the perfect Hallmark movie, but you know, it is unauthorized. So right. things, things go wrong. And just like in every Hallmark movie, there's that misunderstanding or whatever, but this actually right. happens to the writer. So the writer starts oh. to give up and the characters take over the play and they drive and take everybody to the end. Um, one of the things I read during the pandemic was an amazing book called The Heroine's Journey. And it's really about people self-actualizing oh. and that kind of inspired the show as well. But honestly, doesn't every Hallmark heroine that's in our, they always end up finding their way. They always yeah. end up having it. God, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> and I feel so good after I watch them. You watch this cast and, and the show, you're gonna feel amazing watching them as well. So I have a question, is there a dead parent? There is a, of course there's a dead parent. <laughs> because in this podcast, in this podcast, every we have a sound effect it's such a big trope that whenever we mention a dead dead parrot uh uh we have the i see dead people that's our sex <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious yes it, it, jim is is his wife is gone so jim is the one that has you know tana has the dead parent um we also have you know of course here's a young girl trying to be understood and maestro is the parent figure because she says her parents died it's in there like four different people have dead parents so yes oh okay totally oh okay oh yeah we we go hallmark all the way we do not we do not cheat hallmark in any way shape or form <laughs> well it's so funny that you mentioned that because sometimes you know with some of the hallmark movies because i we literally i've seen like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hallmark movies and so if something goes a little against trope uh like for example if a movie starts and both parents are alive i'm always like uh-oh this isn't gonna be and like this isn't going to be good and i'm right and those tend out not to be so good right it's so. it's you like the pattern you like where they take you are you enjoying the christmas movies right now i'm just curious oh yeah well okay i refer to this as our tax season because <laughs> we talk about you know basically um the podcast is one week we'll talk about a hallmark movie one week we'll talk about a Lifetime movie, which is the polar opposite of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and just, you know, joke around about all of them. But during Christmas, both Hallmark and Lifetime have Christmas movies. So we are Christmas, See, Christmas started in October, basically. Yeah. <laughs> October 22nd to be precise. Yeah. <laughs> so now one of the things so one of the things that I'm kind of happy about 
is that Hallmark for the past few years has been going through a transition, but a good transition because uh, the old head of the network left and was replaced by an African-American woman. Right. And so her mission is to provide diversity on the network. And I don't know if you've been watching lately, but it's definitely evident. Oh yeah. You know. And, and they're so good. That the one I just saw last night was she's a singer. Is it Miracles of Christmas? It was it was it Jordan Sparks? Uh no, it wasn't Jordan Sparks. It was okay. the other one that the the um gosh, darn it. Um, but she's she loses her job, so she goes back home, and there's a large choir. I could. Well, that's you. every movie. Yes, I know. Damn. Anyway, that I was watching it, it last night, and I'm, you know, I, I get moved to tears. I totally am into these movies, and I love the diversity. I think they're doing such an amazing job. When we were thinking about who did we want to direct this project, the film. We asked Chrissy Guerrero. I knew Chrissy because my last project, Home for Mom, um, she was the lead in it and she was brilliant. And she had done small projects but had not been given the opportunity as a female Latina in, you know, to really direct something big. And we had a $35,000 budget. So I went to her and she was totally into it. Her mm -hmm. brother, Tony Guerrero, an amazing musician, did all our, our arrangements and all of our music and everything. It's been phenomenal. And to give a woman an opportunity to do that, you get the female perspective, which by the way, I think is perfect for Hallmark. You know, yeah. I think that's that's the way to go. So yeah, we were we we were working with people that were come from all different backgrounds. It was pretty fantastic and had to be brave enough to come during COVID and shoot for six days. Wow. I mean, yeah, our our DP was so funny because we did the finale dance number, big gas dance number, um, <laughs> the dance number every, you know, you shoot that like you do it 12 different takes, 15 different takes. And he turns to me and he goes, these dancers are full out every time. And I said, right. because they've been locked up for 12 months and this is their first chance to move. Even the auditions, which my heart goes out to people that have to audition in a tiny bedroom. You know, we had a dance number, we sent them the choreography. People were bumping into their tables and their chairs. Phones were flying. It was hilarious, but they were so brave. And we ended up casting, you know, people that we just adored because they put uh, energy and love into it because we all missed being in the theater. That's that's the deal. And, and you know, and the change is so cool because it's like, you know, they there there are Latin themed movies, there are African American themed movies, there are LGBTQ characters now, you know. And right. so it's I it's happy to see the the channel evolve. Exactly. And so yes. it sounds like yes. your your show is basically actually you were probably ahead of them evolving. We were with her. We were with her. I think that the, I'm trying to remember her name. The woman, the new person that's head of Hallmark is amazing. I think she's doing, making great choices and putting fun programming together, things that people want to watch, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. and it's just fantastic. I, I, I'm a fan. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> I got no, the shirt, you know. Now, now, John, what were your, Eloise brought up a, a very interesting point you know, COVID. Now, did you have any challenges 
producing, you know, in the in in the midst of COVID, what were some of your challenges? Anything involving streaming uh, through COVID. I'm I'm not a youngster, so I you know was not up on all of the the streaming and virtual technology and all of that type of thing. Um, so the first challenge I faced is that we were a brand new theater company and we had a growing patron base. So it, it we you know we had our small group of subscribe subscribers. We we were growing patrons with each production, and then all of a sudden, bam. So the, the first challenge was to keep our name out there in the public. And the only way to do that through COVID was virtually. Um, that challenge, fortunately, was met very quickly. Um, I stumbled across through someone who knew someone and knew we needed help streaming. And we were one of the few theaters that really jumped right into streaming. Um, and we're talking like literally it was a Zoom call that we that we pushed into Facebook Live and, uh, you know, with connections breaking in the middle of it and having to change platforms. And, but we, we landed an intern who is a streaming professional, uh, a student at Chapman University, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Russell, who's now doing a, a lot of things professionally, um, really amazing. So that really, we grew from reading, doing a reading of Steel Magnolias in our living rooms um, that was, you know, cutting in and out through Zoom uh, last June of 2020, what year is this? <laughs> of, of 2020 to April of 2021, we actually December of 2020, we did a New Year's Eve project that where we had created all these musical theater videos and had a had an evening to celebrate bringing coming into the new year that was also co-hosted live by myself in my living room in Orange County and a very good friend of mine in his living room in Orange County, Florida, uh-huh. uh, across the country. Oh. <laughs> so we, we co-hosted this hybrid live and pre-recorded production. Um, so really just just being able to do any live streaming and, and any type of production, um, it's, it's a whole different set of challenges. You know, you're not in a theater with a hammer and nails Right. And, and costumes and focusing lights and that type of thing. You're dealing with people all in their own spaces and trying to, to manage that. Um, so it was definitely a learning experience, um, but it did open a lot of doors because there are, there are theater people who love theater out there and music and plays that maybe don't have the funds or the means or even live in an area where there is theater that now have the opportunity through this pandemic to see a lot of things virtually that they wouldn't get to see otherwise. I mean, look at Hamilton. Um, you know, if I, I, who, who's to say that if the pandemic hadn't happened, would we have access to watching that on Disney Plus? My guess is probably maybe eventually, but not not quite this soon. Right. And that was that was just the first of many now that are um, that are being made available to to people out there in the world. You know, the people that can't get to New York and go see a Broadway show, you know, now they can see it in, in their homes and it's not the same, but, right. but, but seeing it on a TV is, is definitely better than not having any opportunity at all. So right. getting to kind of be in part of that movement and caught up in that was, was, was definitely a challenge because of the lack of technical knowledge, but very inspirational at the same time. And I think, I think this, it's, this, it's here to stay. I agree. I, I, I agree. think it's not going anywhere. And yeah. I, 
And I'm sure that we had the same Zoom mantra, please don't freeze, please don't freeze. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That, and, and the latency, you know, with the, the, the delay in, in between, which right. is significantly improved, but when you're trying to have a conversation or, or even read lines with, with another person and there's a delay, Right, you know, you're waiting for them to stop, and, and then there's this big gap in, in between what people are watching, and yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, oh, and then freezing and not knowing that you're frozen, which you yes. know I wouldn't know about that already. <laughs> <laughs> or mute, muting yourself to be polite, and then forgetting to unmute yourself when you're trying to talk, and yep. oh, you're you're on mute. <laughs> The audience members who have dinner while they're watching your performance yeah. and the clinking of the play. Yeah. I've, yes. Yeah. I've been through. <laughs> All right. So, so Eloise. So, what? Um, what are the major things that you want us to remember uh, while we are getting tickets for your show? Like okay. what are what what is what is a takeaway from this that 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 we can use? So as as our as our listeners are getting tickets for your show, right? What would you like them to to keep in mind and remember? Well, first of all, if you like Hallmark, you will be the happiest person in the world. Perfect date night, perfect friend night. Take somebody, laugh for eighty-eight minutes. Still be in a good mood. And by the way, the Broadwater has a bar. Let me just push that. Yes, <laughs> um, a good bar. So if you don't, yes. but if you don't like Hallmark, you will have so much fun because we do. It's a parody, and we do have some fun making fun of the thing we love. We do it with love and lean. And I think that most amazing thing is that we are bringing you something that has not really been done a lot before, which is that combination of cinema and theater and stepping into somebody's fantasy world. There's something so much fun about stepping. That's why we love theater, right? Because right. we breathe with the actor, we follow the actor, the potential for something to go wrong, which you two just discussed, <laughs> <laughs> but you're live and you're with us. And so, yeah, when you, when you're looking at where you want to go and what, where you, how you want to spend an evening out, I'm just thinking you want to spend an evening out really having a wonderful time and reaffirming that you like mankind because that's really what we're doing here. We're talking about how great people are, how wonderful love is, and how much fun it is sometimes to make fun of love. So we are hoping that you will come and celebrate the holiday with us because we really believe we're going to be, you're going to want to come back again. That's just the way it's going to be. You're going to want to, we're going to be like, you can't, we're an addiction. You can't let us go. Just like I can't stop watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> and, and listen, everybody, come on. We've been cooped up for almost two years. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It's time for us to get back out there. Right. Treat ourselves. I, if you're having any doubts, I have been to other shows at the Broadwater and they are COVID compliant. Yeah, and they're very on it, you know, when it comes to to making sure that everything is safe, they are really on top of it. So if that is your worry, no need to worry because they they definitely make sure that everybody's safe and that it's a safe environment so that we can all go and enjoy something and get out of the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my unauthorized Hallmark movie musical. 
It is at the Broadwater Theater, uh, December 3rd through the 19th. Now, are there different showtimes or what, are, what is the showtime? Is it one set showtime each? It's uh, Friday nights at seven, Okay. Saturday, Saturdays at three and seven and Sundays at three. So okay. the matinees are at 3 p.m. The evening shows are at seven, which is a little untraditional, uh, but we, we're living in untraditional times right now. So <laughs> right, right. So three and, and seven, four show weekends. And, if and people, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if people want to see a preview, we have a website that has a little snippet of it. And that's what I was going to say. So tell us the website, because that's what I was going to Hey, you are like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us the www.lovealwayswinsmusical.com. And you know what we'll also do? We will also have links on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, which, which is uh, the uh, A Lifetime of Hallmark. So... There you have it. Wow, you're amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you for coming on. Um, like, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen the show. Actually, well, I'm going, has, has there been many changes since I was involved? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gotten so, better. <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing the changes. So I can vouch for the show because... I had involvement in the show, so I know firsthand that it is a good show. So please get out there, go see it, uh, bring your friends, bring the family, because it's very, it's very family friendly. So mm -hmm. bring the family, you can bring the kids, you can have a good date night. Bring your masks. Right, bring your masks. Bring <laughs> definitely bring your masks. And um and, oh, and your Vax card. <laughs> oh, yep, and your Vax, and your Vax card, absolutely. Yeah. But you, you know, but 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 please go and see this because, like I said, we it we need some we need entertainment. We need to get back out of the house and going, and we need a little levity and, and so that we can enjoy the holidays. And Eloise, John. Thank you both for, for joining us today. Well, thank you. I listen to your podcast all the times. You guys are hilarious. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. and I, we, I, we love doing it. It's, we, well, that's what it sounds like. Like you work three guys having fun and you're talking about something I know. So <laughs> I totally laugh with you all the time where I go. I, and then the next time I watch a movie that you've talked about, I hear you in my head and I'm laughing. <laughs> Good thing I live alone with my cat because people would really make fun of me. But uh, yeah, you guys are terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And, and, and so and until next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>